you're doing about what, $130,000 a month in revenue? Uh, well, did yes. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey, folks, my guest today is Matteo Frutenthal. He's the CEO of Honestly, a Cologne-based HR technology company who helps organizations to understand employees' needs and motivations. Using Honestly increases retention and decreases sickness rates. 100 companies with 60,000 licenses use Honestly by the day. Matteo, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, of course. So these 100 companies that are using you, can you name one or two of them? Yeah, of course. Um, one of them is, for example, Sunrise Technologies, um, which is like a mobile technology company. Also, big insurances um, use us. Helvetia would be like one example. And so there's 100 of these companies using you to manage. It sounds like about 60,000 employees. What are I they using like you? 70,000 now. 70,000. Yeah. So, so tell me how they're using you. What are they using you for to help with their employee relationships? Yeah, so basically we help them to understand what needs to be done in HR. So we have like an employee survey module. So we have prepared surveys and they send out these surveys and they have like their internal communication through honesty. So we give basically the leadership of these companies a closer, um, yeah, a closer way to reach their employees and have um, yeah, a closer relationship with them. So they understand what makes people leave the company what makes people stay at the company and they also use it to drive internal projects so if they have like a change project they make sure it is successful and they measure the progress and what do you charge these customers on average per month a license would be like um two dollars one to two dollars per user it's a Per user per month, yeah. Okay. And if you have 70,000 sort of seats today across 100 customers, the team size average is about 700 per team? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yes. yes. All right. And, and at two bucks a seat for 700 seats, that means the average customer pays something like 1,500 a month or about you know 20,000 a year. I think it's, I think it's 12, uh, 13, yeah. 1,300 yeah. a month? Yeah. Okay. That's great. So with that sort of con, and that would be about, you know, 15 to 20,000 a year is the average sort yeah. of ACV, right? Mm-hmm. And with Immediate, that, con- mm-hmm. go ahead. No, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. It's, it's more or less right. Yeah. With that context, give us more of the backstory here. What year did you launch the business? Oh, we launched it way back, but we had to do two pivots until we finally landed on our business model. And this model we're executing for the fourth year now. So we are three years, like three years completed. And now it's the fourth year of this, of this business model. But we don't want to just skip to the success. We want to understand the early failures too. So when did you actually launch the original company? So the original company, 2012, will be 10 years old next month. 2012. Congratulations. So what was the first idea? So first we wanted to like, just make uh, surveys online and we would say to everyone, Hey, we have the easiest way to do customer feedback. And we gained many, many customers with that, but none of the customers were actually working. So um, it did like people wouldn't give feedback back then over a mobile phone and a restaurant uh, or at like a travel agency. Uh, but we had one product which actually worked very well. And it was a tablet 
would be placed in supermarkets. And we scaled that up. It was actually like a hardware software thing. And we had thousands of supermarkets across Germany, all the kit booths or uh, tablet solution for Odyssey terminals. Um, yeah, so we were like uh, the number one provider for supermarkets, um, grocery stores. And uh, that business model simply, um, yeah, it, it, it turned up to not be profitable. So it didn't, it, we, we weren't able to uh, make it profitable. Um, but we're making a lot of revenue, but we had to spend all the revenue on... Um, what was a lot of revenue? How much? Like, like uh, let's say, uh, $2 million per year. So yeah. Okay, so class. what year did you yeah. kill that business? Uh, the same year we launched a new one. So when we pivoted, we said, okay, we will no, no longer focus any businesses. We will uh, get the cash, but we cannot. We were not able to grow it. That's why we got to the, the revenues. So you kill that business in 2018? Yes. Okay, and then how did you get the idea for Honestly? Oh, actually, customers um, came to us, or potential customers came to us and said, hey, we really like what you do for customer feedback, but we need this for employees. And they explained us the problem. And um, since there were like different customers with the same problem, we were like, okay, let's ask them if a solution like that would work. So we built up like a mock-up and we sent it to them. Would you buy this if, 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 if we would have this? And they all said yes. So we started building it and we actually signed contracts with all three of them. So we had like three companies with, I don't know, 15,000 licenses or something, three bigger companies like using the product right from the start. And uh, yeah, that helped uh, like actually like uh, customers had the idea and we just said, oh, it's so much better than our business model that we have now that we had back then that we decided to pivot. And Matteo, fast forward now today, 100 customers paying you know, $1,300 per month. You're doing about, what, $130,000 a month in revenue? Uh, around it, yes. Around that. And if that's today's revenue, where were you exactly a year ago so we can calculate growth? It was like 50% less, 55% less. Okay. So something like $65,000 a month in revenue. Yes, and yes, where did most yes. of the growth over the past year come from? Adding seats to current customers or adding new customers altogether? Like 20 to 30% uh, came um, from upsales and the rest came from new customers. Okay. So, so like 20 a lot to, of upsale. So with 20 to 30%. Percent of the growth. Yeah. So, so when you look at your net dollar retention, right? The amount you grew customers subtracted yes. by the amount the same customers shrunk. What is your net dollar retention today? Uh, it's, I think it's six percent plus something like that. So, so churn is six percent annually. No, no, minus six percent. Okay, so 6%. yeah, so so that's so you have net. What you just gave me is net negative churn of six percent. But what I was yes. asking was, so net dollar retention is is it one hundred and six percent? Yes, the, like based on the on the on the dollars, not on the number of customers. It's like six percent. Yeah. Yeah, you're giving me a churn number and I'm asking for a retention number. They're usually just inverse. So I just want to be clear, your net dollar retention, not churn, net dollar retention is 106%, correct? You're That's expanding. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then do you have meaningful churn but like what is ch gross churn before expansion? Oh, I I don't know that number. I don't have it like in front of me. It's um yeah, it's mostly let's say like the smaller companies at the moment, it's not like the all bigger accounts. Maybe we focus too much on our bigger accounts, but mm -hmm. um, I don't have that number in head. And have you built all this bootstrapped or did you decide to raise? Are we mainly bootstrapped. So it's, it's, uh, it's, what do you mainly things. bootstrapped? You've either raised a dollar or you haven't raised a dollar. We raised for the other model, we raised for the other model. So we do have like shareholders, but we didn't raise for this model. What year so did you raise in and how much? Um, 3 million seed capital five years ago. 
So what was that? 20, 2017? Yeah. Somebody, yeah. When the other business was like going good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you shut that business down in 2018. So if you raised a 5 million seed one year before you shut it down, Three, something changed very fast. 3 million seed. And um, we raised basically on the other model. Let, let's say we raised 3 million. That's, that's basically the easiest part. Let's say we raised seed capital of 3 million, but we had to invest a lot in like, we invested to grow a business that we were not able to grow. So we decided to pivot. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. Yeah, but what I mean, you, you basically shut the business down less than a year after you raised 3 million bucks. So what we, changed so quickly? Um, it was like more like one and a half, two year situation and investing a lot in like investing what we raised in growing what we wanted to grow. And that didn't turn out. So we had to pivot because we were not growing. So we raised on growth, but we didn't. Okay. Grow. So we basically like it was not our business model. And then we did the pivot. That was like more or less. How we Understood. When you raised the 3 million seed, what valuation did you raise at? Do you remember? 11. 11 post pre pre 11, okay so you yeah. so you sold what you sold about 15% of the uh, 20% of the business something like that a little more i think a little but yeah like a little more yeah. than 20 yeah okay okay more than 20 um and then in no capital raise since then right no, no no are you looking at raising right now no 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 are you guys profitable today yes yes oh that's great okay how profitable like 10% more or less that's of, pretty good. And how many folks yeah. are on the team? I think we're 12. 12. You're, what do you mean you think you're 12? You forgot an no, employee? Like, no, no, no. Like 12, I, I would say, let's say 12, 12 is the correct number of 13. Like we, 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 we just hired three folks and I just know when they start, if they start July or August, but let's say 12. Okay. So you're 12 people today. Um, that's pretty impressive. I mean, that, I mean, you're doing again, you're doing about 1.56 million in revenue with a team of 12. Um, that's high revenue per employee. What's enabled you to scale without having to hire, you know, a bunch of you know, dozens and dozens of people? We, we originally, like with the other business model, we had like this 25 people and we were not doing more money than now, especially not per employee. And we like realized that we have to say no to a lot of projects and just do the projects that really will have the impact. And by not doing like, I don't know, for example, we now do partnerships for at the moment. Everyone would say, oh, why do you don't do it? Yeah, because it would like just uh, block resources for really important stuff. So I think that saying no to projects that don't have any impact on your company. I think that's, mm -hmm. that's the main part of if you want to have like a higher revenue pantry. And how many engineers are on the team of 12 today? Five. 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 Okay. Are you an engineer? No. Do you have a co-founder? I have two. Ah, did you guys split 30% each at the beginning? Uh, uh, Evenly? 
Yeah, two of them are uh, engineers. Was that a mistake to split equity evenly at the beginning? I don't think so. I think it's the only way to go. Like you should look for people who are like better than you at least, and then everyone should think that, and then splitting it evenly makes a good deal for everyone. But if you think they're better than you, wouldn't you want to give them more equity? No. <laughs> no, because they think that too. Because I'm like better at what I do, and they're better than what they do. So I, I don't think so. I think it's actually good to like to to not have like a co-founder who, who who thinks that he or she is like much better than you and deserves much more equity. So I don't I don't think so. I, I actually believe in this um, equal share model. Like I think mm-hmm. like at le- at least for co-founders because you need to make decisions together, and then one has more equity, so she should take more decisions than you. So how happy will you be, and for how much time? Okay, when things are good. I believe you will be happy, but if things are bad and then you start blaming this person. Sure. The flip side is the flip side is there's no clear accountable leader. Uh, It's a three pronged leader. So you move slow, everything's slower. That's correct. That's, that's, that's very much correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. What was the last thing you guys, what was the last thing you guys disagreed on? I I think, um, do you know the lean startup where you Mm -hmm. have like this approach that you test a lot of things? And I mean, it's good for many projects, but there's like some projects where you just have to have like a, like a lightning strike through the organization where you don't cannot test it, you just do it. And we disagree mostly um, in 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 projects where we're not sure which of the two approaches we need to applicate. And uh, because I'm I'm yeah, I'm more like the lightning strike kind of guy. Like that's that's just do it. And yeah, I have uh, conviction on this project. Let's freaking do it. We don't need to run a million tests. Let's go. But something to contest, so you're not. Uh, it won't. It will take you too much time. Then the opportunity is over again. Yeah. How much of the company right now do employees own, if any? Do you have an ESOP pool? Ten. We have ten percent ESOP. Ten percent ESOP. So right now the cap table is ten percent ESOP pool, twenty percent investors, and then each of you guys own like twenty three percent. The founders. That's more or less correct. Yes. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Okay. Very cool. Um, team of five. Uh, what's coming up? What's coming down the product pipeline? What are you guys building? Oh, like a lot of integrations. So we have like some um, our product works best when it's integrated in the human capital solution, like Workday or SAP Success Factor. So integration into that. The second is predictive analytics, so that you can predict uh, how employee churn or sickness rates will develop uh, based on our employee surveys. And the third one is we have um, a partnership with like a academic institute of the Free University of Berlin, where uh, we will implement all um, scientifically validated surveys with benchmarks into our solutions to make it even easier for our customers to implement those. Very cool. Mateo, on that note, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, uh, how to be a capitalist without any capital, by Nathan <laughs> Lepke, of course. Have you, you you've read <laughs> it? <laughs> I read it. I've read it actually. I, I would. Um, what's your honest? What's your honest? What's your honest feedback after reading it? It helped me a lot because it unlocked my brain to think outside of my um, organization. Because before that, you have like this thing where you like describe how you had like an exit opportunity, you missed it, and that took you much longer to be like free. Um, um, like in, in, in capital terms, so it, it unlocked my brain in many ways. So it made me f- feel like I'm like te- a teenager again. When you're a teenager and you do business, you feel like very free in everything. When you're like a founder and you're in an organization, you want to dedicate 150% of your time and your thoughts and in, into this organization. And it, it freed up my brain and that helped me to uh, make very wise investments and very wise decisions. So I actually made over 100k, like let's say, since then of this personal investments. That's am- that's amazing. Congrats. Number two, mm-hmm. is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? 
Um, Mark Benioff is, of course, the, the one that I always uh, follow and I admire. I think Mark Benioff is, yeah, oh, I, right. I, I study him. And number three, is there a CEO that you're, sorry, not a CEO, I just asked you that. Is there, what's your favorite online tool for building the business? Notion. I think, uh, yeah, Notion because of the um, knowledge management, you know, like yep. all processes in Notion. And number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every day? Seven. Seven. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids? I, I, I have a fiance. So fiance. Okay. Very good. Uh, and any, uh, and how old are you? I'm 34. 34. Any kid? No kids, right? No. No kids. No. All right. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20, Mateo? Uh, the time is more valuable than money. I think <laughs> Guys, there you have it. Honestly launched in 2012. They built a business through 2018. They did 3 million in revenue, but ultimately just never took off and was unprofitable. They pivoted into honestly.com, which now helps over 100 enterprises manage their 70,000 employees with surveys, employee feedback. Each customer pays on average $1,300 per month. They're doing $130,000 a month in revenue, 100% year-over-year growth up from $65,000 a month just a year ago. And now at, again, a, about a $1.5 million run rate. Three co-founders split evenly at the beginning. Employees own 10%. Investors own 20%. They raised $3 million bucks, But now they're profitable, which we love, which means Mateo can do anything he wants. He has full flexibility and freedom. We'll see what he does next. Mateo, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan.